0: My name is Jeremy Devins and welcome to the Quiet Mind Yoga Podcast, episode 152, a yin yoga practice that uses some Ayurveda stuff and talk about the nadis and energy channels to help you open the energy channels and allow energy to flow more freely through your body. So if you're feeling a little stagnant, stuck, heavy, or just want to feel a little more energized and recharged, this is a great practice for you. Hope you're having a good holiday season, whatever you celebrate, the Christmas, Hanukkah, or maybe the solstice, as I talked about on the Quiet Mind Astrology podcast, which you can listen to wherever you find this podcast. And in there, I also talked about the new Vedic Astrology membership that is open now. You can join at the founding members discounted price for a limited time and learn about Vedic astrology in depth. This is the sister science of yoga, where we talk about the planets, the stars, how that relates to yoga, and traditionally, you would learn all of these things together. Ayurveda, yoga, and jyotish, or Vedic astrology. Jyotish means the science of light. Ayurveda means the study of life, and yoga means the union of things that maybe we don't always find union within, bringing together of things. So in all of these practices, we're becoming aware of ourselves, of each other, of our energy, and our relationships, to all of these things. So the way I look at it is yoga can be for everybody, but not every kind of yoga can be for everybody. Some people need more vigorous, active stuff. Some people need more calming, meditative stuff. Some people need all of it to feel balanced. And when you understand your Vedic astrology, you know your rising sign or your moon sign, there are certain practices that are best for each sign to help you find balance. That's where it starts to really come together and get very personalized. And then when there's transits that happen, there's certain practices that are best for that. These are the kind of things that I'm teaching inside of the membership that's a lot more personalized than I can do on the weekly general horoscopes, which I can cover a lot there. But if you want more personalized and how it affects you personally and how to understand it in your chart, that's what the Vedic Astrology Membership is about. You can check it out right now at quietmindastrology.com. So today's practice, if you have some props... Great, a bolster, two blocks, a blanket, a strap are always good to have for yin practices and restorative practices. If you don't have those, some pillows, a belt, a towel maybe for a a substitute for that, or some books to substitute for blocks. So whatever you have around, you can make do with. But if you have those yoga props, even better. And this is a good general all levels practice. And the nadis, the energy channels, are so important but very rarely talked about. Not many people really know what they are outside of people who have done a yoga teacher training. But essentially from the old text, there's thousands of energy channels in the body. And there's not exactly a physical corollary that we found now, except maybe the fascia, the connective tissue in the body. It's these strands of collagen that can be moved and energy and information flows through the fascia. So that could be what it is really, but just working as an energetic model, it works really well. So the two main nadis end at the nose, the ida and pingala, and then there's a third main one, the shishumna, the central channel. So we direct it mainly with our breathing and our movements of the spine. This is why I like to include all the movements of the spine in pretty much every class that I teach. And I feel like it's not really a complete well-rounded practice if we don't move the spine in all of its directions. And that's something I do every day, even if I'm not doing a yoga practice or class that day, to do the five movements of the spine is very important. And that's a good sort of maintenance thing to do for the central channel, the energy flow of the spine. And then just any sort of breathing practice, like alternate nostril breathing or deep yogic breathing is great for managing the Ida and Pingala, the yin and yang, the masculine and feminine energies that come through the nose in and out and we can regulate it that way. So my intention is by the end of this practice, you'll feel like your energy is flowing a little easier, more fluidly, more openly, less resistance, less stagnation, less stuck energy. That can happen here in the winter season that we're getting into now, just after the winter solstice in the Northern Hemisphere. Those of you in the Southern Hemisphere, of course, this is always great to do in general all the time just to keep the energy open, but it can be a little more of that kapha-heavy, stuck kind of energy that happens in the colder weather for those of you in the northern hemisphere. All right, so thank you for listening. I hope you enjoy the practice. Please reach out if you have any questions or feedback. I love to hear from you. It means a lot to me at jeremy.quietmind on Instagram. And check out the Vedic Astrology membership if you want to learn Vedic Astrology and how to apply this to your life. Super fun. Even if you're a complete beginner, you'll learn a ton there at Uh, quietmindastrology.com. All right. Thanks for listening and enjoy your practice. Let's start with a comfortable seated
1: posture. You can sit cross-legged or kneeling. This might be the first time you've all seen me in socks. I just got back from the gym. Forgot to take my socks off. All right, so noticing your breath here, getting started to settle into our practice, and if there's any obvious areas of tension that can soften in your body. Begin to take some slower, deeper breaths down to your lower belly. So this month now we're starting a new series. So we're going to be focusing on Ayurveda. And this is a book that I'll I'll post a link to in the, on the community. You don't need to buy this, but if you want to get a book on Ayurveda, this is one I like and recommend. It's called the book of Ayurveda. And it just covers all the basics really well. And uh, we'll, we'll talk about stuff from that as we go through our classes. But today let's just start by coming down to the back and, uh, If you happen to have a blanket or a strap or uh, any props that you have nearby, we, we can use those for our practice today. So if you have a bolster, two blocks, a blanket and a strap, we could use those. If you don't have those, you can use a towel, belt, similar things that you have around or I'll give you options with no props if you don't have any props, so it's totally fine. Either way, let's start by laying down on the back and bringing the knees into the body to rock a little side to side, massaging the back on the floor. And we'll do this simple movement for the hips. So you have your hands on your knees and you make a sort of circular motion out from the center. So we're moving the fluid in the hip joints. So your knees are moving apart from each other and then back together and go in the opposite direction. So this sort of moving the synovial fluid in the hip joint. Think of the ball and socket um, moving fluidly and easily in the legs. This helps to increase flexibility and range of motion. And now we'll come into happy baby pose. Hold outside of your feet or shins. You can stay still or add little movements there if you'd like. We're still just kind of
2: warming up, getting into our practice. Now bring the soles of your feet
1: together down to the ground and Supta Baddha Konasana, supine bound angle. Now here, if your hips are a little tight with this pose, you can have your blocks under your knees or you could put fists under your knees, right? So your feet are together, your knees are apart. And some of you might feel just fine with no props here. But as always with the yin classes, we'll stay here for several breaths.
2: The most important thing in any yin practice is just
1: allowing the breath to be relaxed, the nervous system to go into the parasympathetic mode where we take a little slower, deeper belly breaths. And that's the most direct way to, to shift into that mode out of the active low level fight or flight mode of the sympathetic nervous system. You get down into the rest, digest, relax mode and We'll have a good amount of time with each of these hip opening poses going in all directions to release tension in the hips. A little more time here with this pose. If it starts to get a little too much, you don't wanna go to 100% of your flexibility where it feels like painful. So you can always use your props or use your hands to make it less intense. And as we go through this series this month, we'll be focusing on many different aspects of Ayurveda. And Ayurveda means, Ayur is life, Veda is wisdom, these are Sanskrit words. The wisdom of life, or the study and science of life extension, or in many ways it's the original Indian medical system based on the elements, earth, air, water, fire, and ether. A lot of overlaps with Chinese medicine. And a lot of basis in herbs and, and meditations and yoga practices. What we're doing today in the yin class is more of the earth element, more stillness, more heaviness, more slowness. And With each transition, we move slowly. So we start to bring the knees back towards the center now. And if you wanna make any little movements side to side in your legs and hips, that might feel nice here. Just keeping the fluid moving in the joints, always good. Now we'll move into some sort of pigeon pose, which you might just stay on your back, right ankle over left thigh. Stay there, maybe press your right hand into your right thigh or hold hands behind your left thigh or left shin. Just make sure your shoulders and neck can stay relaxed rather than rounding the back. And of course you can do pigeon the more standard way with the hips square to the ground or you can do pigeon at the wall. And then last option you could, if you want uh, to relieve any tension in your lower back, you could do the twisting pigeon where you move your hips to the right and that figure four shape to the left in a twist. So there's no right or wrong way. It's just kind of checking out what your body wants today and adapting your practice to your needs. And if you decide you wanna move to a different shape, you can do that too. You're not stuck anywhere, but we will take a couple of minutes again with this pose, the slow, relaxed breathing. So what we're focusing on this month is learning how to basically live a healthier life and find what practices feel most in alignment for us. In this very moment, focusing on sensation of the pose, allowing the life force, the prana to move through your body with each breath softening any tension or resistance to that flow of energy, especially around your outer right leg and right hip. And allowing your body to become heavy and your breath to be slow and subtle. We've got all day, all week to be doing things in the yin practice. We have this invitation to just be present
2: and do less.
1: As we'll learn this month, a big concept of Ayurveda is moderation. So not doing too much or too little, but finding a balance of things. So when you're ready, now we'll start to transition to the other side, balancing out left and right hip and outer hip. And you might do the same shape on this side or a slightly different one, because very often one side is tighter than the other and might need a slightly different angle or different approach. So feeling into that, see what this side needs,
2: what feels good today.
1: And pretty much everybody, our bodies are asymmetrical. More than we might think, we look symmetrical, but the way we hold and carry stress and tension in the body and, and move energy is almost always asymmetrical, and there's usually going to be one hip's a little tighter, one side's easier to balance on, one side's stronger and we just notice that and then adapt our practice to work towards balancing it out so. Feeling into what this side needs, and we'll have some time here to just be with the rise and fall of the breath, be with the sensation of the stretch. Now we'll slowly transition from this pose back to where we started with the feet on the floor, knees bent. And again, you can make little movements side to side if that feels good. Moving the fluid in the hip joints. And then we'll come back to center and Bring the right knee into the body. And here's where you could use a strap if you have one, or a blanket, or something you can hold the leg up with. If you don't have that, just use your hands interlaced behind your right thigh, but try to keep your shoulders and neck relaxed. This is easier with your left knee bent but on the floor, and a little more intense with the left leg straight. So either way is good. And you don't want to hyperextend your right knee. Where you're fully locking the knee joint, but mostly straight. And it's okay if your leg is not vertical, but moving in that direction of mostly straight in the leg and mostly vertical to get into the back of the leg. Now, while we're starting this, you can move your ankle around in all directions, forward and back, little side to side, tilting, anything that feels good in the ankle maybe even moving the toes. Then we'll settle into the pose and your foot be neutral, pointed or flexed. Any of those are okay. Just see what feels good in your leg today. Notice your breath here, let it be subtle, relaxed. Notice your connection to the ground. Again, today we're emphasizing the earth element, the grounding and connection to the gravity beneath us. from here, we'll just slowly release and switch to the other side. Very nice, everybody. You can use the props or just your hands. And again, you can make any little movements of your left ankle, foot that you like here. and settle into some version of this Supta Parangusthasana supine and the foot pose. So if this was a more active class, or if you feel really open, you could even grab your big toe with your left hand, but you can also just use the props or hold behind the thigh. everything again in Ayurveda it teaches us to work with elements and notice where there's deficiencies, excess, and balance is what we're working towards. For too deficient in these earth qualities, we feel ungrounded, unstable, insecure. And for too too much earth element, we feel controlling. Is hoarding is a tendency of being too much earth element, holding on to things too long, lethargy, depression, sadness, heaviness, and weight gain. But balanced, when we feel balanced with the earth element, is a groundedness, a sense of stability, security,
2: confidence, and presence.
1: again here, you might feel that quality of the earth connecting to your body here, gravity pulling you down. And with your last few breaths here, noticing that your left leg up, the, the lymphatic system is draining, there's more circulation going to your stomach, to your heart. You might feel grounding and centering as well. And now we'll slowly let all this go and just let both legs out to the floor, lengthening out to the legs, arms reach overhead and the whole body getting a little bit longer. just like waking up, stretching the whole body, head to toe. And from here, we'll come over to one side and on your right side, have your right arm out under your head. So you can either rest your head on your bicep or on your hand with your elbow bent. Either way, we're going to lean into the left hand and just make some circles and movements of the hip again. All right, so when we're working, focusing on the hips like we are today, just moving the fluid and the joints and increase flexibility significantly. It's often overlooked part of flexibility. It's actually pretty important. And from here, we'll bring the left knee to the floor in front of you. Just let it rest in front of you. Now, bend the back knee and grab the foot. And you might need to adjust your hips a little bit and have your hips a little more square to the ground, but find where it feels good for you. So you're getting some opening now of the front of the right leg. And you might even extend your spine a little bit, slightly leaning back to emphasize that. And you can even make just a slight contraction of your right glutes. That will help
2: open the front of the hips.
1: And a few breaths to hold here. Now, slowly let that go. And from here, we'll come down to the stomach and over to the other side. So laying on your left side, either on your bicep or your hand. Make some circles with the top leg in all directions. And hopefully, maybe starting to feel like it's easier to do that less resistance.
2: And let your knee lower
1: to the floor in front of you. And again, bend your back knee. You might shift your hips a little more towards the ground. Just different angles to explore. As long as there's no knee pain, you're good. If there is knee pain, you might even use a strap here instead of grabbing the foot. That's always an option too. Uh, you just don't want to force it too much. Don't want to uh, go to 100% of your edge in anything in yin yoga. It's more like 40 to 60% of your edge because we hold things longer. Now we'll stay here and breathe for a little bit, noticing sensation in the front of the left leg, allowing breath energy, life force to flow through the front of the left side of the body,
2: plus resistance.
1: probably noticed sometimes when you're doing more yoga it's like you maybe you have a a less cravings for processed foods maybe you've noticed that i've noticed that Uh, i even feel less hungry when i started doing yoga every day i started my appetite changed a lot it's like my body got more efficient at the food that it ate and less desirous of foods that are Deficient in prana life force, right? There's highly processed foods don't really have any life force and they actually take life energy uh, To process them in our bodies Whereas like fresh fruits and vegetables Natural whole foods these things are giving us energy and life force rather than taking it And in yoga, we're basically just opening up all the channels of energy in the body so that we're more efficient at using all the energy we do take in from food, water, sleep, exercise, sunlight. And of course, there's many yogis throughout history who survive on very, very little food because they're so efficient in processing what they do eat. And their, their energy channels are so open.
2: slowly release from this pose
1: and eventually come down to the stomach. And here, we'll bring the elbows under the shoulders into a Sphinx pose, long spine. We're gonna hold this uh, subtle back bend for a little bit here. And as always, you can do a Sphinx pose you can reach your arms forward and maybe that angle feels better. You could lift your elbows a little bit. Maybe that angle feels better. You could also put a bolster under your chest. So if it feels sharp or like you're at a, a limit, that's too much. Right? We want to stay around 40 to 60 percent of our edge and then hold for several breaths. And, towards the end it will start to feel more like you're at your limit but we start a little more moderate some slow deep breaths here subtle relaxed breathing we are stimulating many nerves along the spine here. So you might feel a subtle increase of energy We tune into this energy within us, we need less sugar, caffeine, external things to give us energy. It's, it's already in us, it's in there and we just got to tune into it and allow it to flow through us. And just by breathing and taking different shapes, we can align with that energy and let the life force flow through us. Uh, breathing is the number one way that we control the life energy. So subtle, relaxed breaths gives us a a subtle, steady energy throughout the day. I have another minute here in silence together. Now we'll transition here. And we're going to move into a side bend. So, one option for this is to use your blanket or bolster under your left ribs. And then you lay out, have your right arm overhead. So, you're just in a side bend on the floor. The legs can be stacked or bent, whatever feels right there. You don't have the prop available. You could come up to sitting
2: and come into a seated side bend, a similar kind of effect.
1: We just wanna feel some lengthening through the side of the body. One side shortening, the other side lengthening a little bit. Again, it's pretty subtle, not our deepest side bend ever, but taking some time with it. Notice how your inhales just gently expand the ribs and all the little muscles between the ribs on this side. And your exhale,
2: soften tension and resistance. And now when you're ready, you'll transition to the other side, take your time. If it's helpful. You might grab your wrist. You might find just a slight rotation down
1: or up, just finding where the pose is for you. And as always with the end, not the highest sensation pose, but just enough to feel, okay, there's some opening here and I can focus on that and allow the deeper layers of connected tissue besides just the physical muscle tissue, The more dense connected tissue slowly starts to
2: lengthen create less tension more ease And now we'll slowly transition from here.
1: And we've done a lot to open up, to set up for a reclined hero pose. So you have a couple options here. You can use the bolster behind you. So I'll I'll walk through a few things here. So you could have the bolster behind you, feet just outside of the bolster and hips down, uh, tail just in front of the bolster. And slowly, with control, lay back to your elbows, and then to your shoulders, maybe even arms overhead, holding forearms. But again, it's yin, so we don't wanna go into our deepest pose right away. Another option, if that's too much for you today, if there's any knee pain, you do one leg straight and do everything else the same but now you're just doing one leg at a time and I'll let you know when we're halfway through. And then the last option, a lot easier, is you just lay on your back and bring your one foot under the other leg to grab the foot. So you're getting a similar stretch on the front of the hips and the leg, but a lot less intense. You can even bring your right knee in on that one and hold that to give it a little more. So any of those options is good. And again, I'll let you know when we're halfway. We'll have about two minutes on each side or four minutes in total. But with this one, you wanna be real careful with your knees. If there's any questionable feelings in your knees, just come up and do a gentler version of this. Or any questionable feelings in your low back, do a gentler version. There's never any benefit to pushing through pain in yin yoga, Uh, that's, we just wanna make sure it feels easy, but just a little uncomfortable, but not painful. So now if you're just doing one leg at a time, you can switch to the other side,
2: slow and careful. Real gentle with the knee.
1: Again, should feel really ideally feel nothing in your knee. It just feels light and easy. That's uh,
2: what we're aiming towards.
1: And now, slow and controlled, start to come out real gentle, sensitive with the knees. So, eventually, come into extending the legs straight out, just briefly for this one. It might feel nice to bend and straighten the knees a little bit or move the hips a little side to side. Releasing that pressure on the legs and the knees. And now, some version of Paschimottanasana, where you could uh, bend your knees a lot and fold over the legs. You could have your legs more straight and fold over the legs. You could grab onto your shins, your big toes, or even hands over the feet. It's okay if the back rounds as long as there's no back pain. And any version of this. The more tense you feel, the more you might want to bend your knees. But we'll stay here just a few breaths. I don't like to stay in forward folds too long. Usually we spend enough time in that kind of shape throughout the day. But just enough to start to release tension in the back, the back of the legs. and it's uh the opposite of the last shape so it's a bit of a counter stretch and as always with ayurveda we're looking to know what the extremes are yin and yang stira and sukkha movement and stillness and find the
2: balance and harmony between those opposites
1: Now we'll slowly sit back up and use your bolster or blanket for this one. So we'll do a simple twist here. And uh, you can do this if you don't have props either, but you'll have your left hip up to the edge of the bolster. Your legs can be stacked or right knee to the left foot and turn your chest towards the ground. Lower onto the prop hands or elbows, and you can turn your head away from the knees a little more intense or in the direction of the knees a little less intense. Just a a simple, subtle spinal twist. And again, if you don't have any props, you can do the same shape just without props. It's like deer pose. And it doesn't matter which side you do first, it's just holding and breathing on this side for a little bit. If your lower back or legs feel uncomfortable, you could try a different angle or maybe even a prop between your knees might feel nice. Notice the feeling of compression on the stomach, the organs. This tends to create a grounding feeling or the earth element when we do twists. Couple more breaths here, and we'll slowly. Start to transition up to the other side. Right hip up to the edge of your bolster or blanket. Turn your chest towards the ground, and lower down to your hands or elbows. Even if you're using a bolster, hug the bolster. Sometimes that feels nice. If your hips feel uncomfortable, something between the knees might help with that or the sort of deer pose with the legs, the left knee to the right foot. But again, there's no right or wrong way, just as long as there's no pain in the body, finding where it feels best for you in this general shape.
2: And I'll have a couple minutes here in stillness and quiet. And now when you're
1: ready, slowly transition back to seated. And we'll have a time in meditation here. You know, If you want to sit in meditation, great. If you want to lay down, you can do that too. Uh, we'll go into shavasana right after this. So
2: we'll
1: have a couple of minutes just to sit in meditation, though, if you want to join in for that. If you want to sit up on a prop that might feel nice on the legs and hips, have your legs crossed or one heel in, one heel over the other. Lengthen your spine, shoulders relaxed and then hands wherever is comfortable. Palms down, more grounding, palms on the left, thumbs touching is more centering. And imagine there's a magnet decompressing your spine shoulders relax and notice the flow of prana and life force and energy through your body
2: Again, ayur is
1: life, v- uh, veda is wisdom. So today, in this moment, cultivating this wisdom of your life energy, this awareness, connection to your life energy. Both grounded and connected to the earth, also expansive and open and receptive to our human experience. through the heart and through the crown of the head. The old text write about 72,000 energy channels in the body. You can just imagine what that would feel like to have all of those channels open. we have, Tons of pores on the skin. You can imagine what it you like uh, have all the pores allowing energy and
2: life force through the skin, through the body.
1: The fascia, the connective tissue are a bunch of strands of collagen, countless thousands of strands of collagen. You can imagine life force and energy flowing
2: through all of that connective tissue through your body.
1: and most directly noticing the flow of oxygen in the lungs. The primary way we can control the flow of prana and life force in the body. And the best thing we can do for that, as we've talked about before, is about five seconds inhale, five seconds exhale, subtle and relaxed down into the belly, all through the
2: nose. Now you're welcome to
1: stay in seated meditation for the last few minutes or come down to Shavasana or any restorative kind of pose you wanna do. Maybe laying on your bolster or bolster under your knees. And we'll have the next few minutes in
2: stillness and quiet together.
1: And now we'll slowly start to transition to close our practice. If you're sitting, just stay there. If you're laying down, make any movements you like to eventually come back to Sukhasana, easy
2: pose. Take your time. we'll
1: close our practice by bringing the hands together to the heart, symbolizing this union of opposites within ourselves so that we can best engage with them outside of ourselves in the rest of our day. Still coming back to our center, our alignment, no matter what's happening externally. And bowing the mind to the heart and to each other. Thank you all for practicing today. Namaste.